and welcome to Lit with Meredith. I am your host, Meredith, and today I am joined by sophomore Nick, who is here to talk about the book Full Dissidence, Notes from an Uneven Playing Ground, uh, written by Howard Bryant. Welcome, Nick. Thank you for um, Nick, me. can you tell me a little bit about what this book is about? Um, so this book is a collection of essays that really just touch on what it means to be an American um, right now in the United States, especially um, like a Black American or from other minorities, um, and basically just the struggles that people face and just how like how the uh, the title states it's an uneven playing field. For a lot of people in the country. Mm-hmm. Is it specifically about sports or is it just about um, inequality in general? Um, it, this one's about inequality in general. It definitely has some sports um, like essays in it that are mostly about sports. Um, Howard Bryant, he typically writes, he's a sports mm-hmm. writer for ESPN. So right. that's his general um, genre, I should say. But yeah, but he's like expanding the um, his genre a little bit to include kind of all of the all encompassing um, challenges that minorities face. Yeah, so he typically like writes about um, race in sports, um, but this is um, race in sports and also moves around, uh, moves away from just race in sports and just race in general. Okay, um, what yeah. made you pick up this book? Um, so basically, uh, my closest friend in the whole wide world, his dad is the author of this book, actually. Seriously? Um, yes, Howard Bryan is a very good friend of mine. Um, so that was definitely an incentive. I've been meaning to read this book. It just came out um, this year or last year, I should say. Um, and it you know, fit, the, fit the criteria relatively yeah. well. Um, and it was just something that was easily available to me. So Okay, but like knowing the author is about as cool as it gets. It is, yeah, it's really cool. Um so was there what was kind of your um your knowledge level going into the book about uh these issues? It's something we talk about a lot at school, um especially if you've taken um the social justice class. Um what did you know about this before going into the book? Um, yeah, so I knew a lot. Like, obviously, I knew that there were great racial like disparities in the country at the mm-hmm. time. Um, and, you know, the general sense. But I think after reading, I never like really realized how spread out they were in so many different aspects of like life um, for people. So I think, like, you know, obviously, people realize that things are not fair in the United States. Um, but I didn't really have a really specific idea of all the different aspects of life that, you know, people are treated differently in, I should say. Yeah. Um, so you talked about how this is like a collection of essays. What did you, how yeah. did you feel about the the structure and style of the writing? Um, so I think it fits the type of book well. And these essays are partially um, like meant to express the author's feelings on the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, it, it does a good job of kind of, I don't know, the essays make it more, um, I guess you can relate to the author more, yeah. I guess, because each one's about, you know, either a different experience in the author's life or different something that he's, ex- yeah, he's something he's experienced. 
Um, so I think it kind of makes it more relatable to the reader mm-hmm. in a sense. Absolutely. Um, did you notice uh, any major themes emerging through the writing? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's about, you know, race and sports and um, racial disparities. So I think, um, you know, that's a big one, like social justice um, and that sort of thing. Um, and so typically with nonfiction, there's like a purpose to the book. Do you think there's, and you have mentioned that you think it's just to kind of bring light uh, to um, issues of um, disparity. Um, do you think there's, what, what is the, why do you think uh, Bryant wrote this book? Um, so, yeah, I think, like I said, it was partially, I think, an expression of his feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting that out there. And I think that um, this book is definitely to highlight issues, if not teach them. Yep. Um, and I think that partially for me, it was more of like um, a teaching sort of book, but that may just because be because of my age and, you know, not having all this experience about the true real world. And I think maybe, you know, for adults that know more about what happens, this may, this book may be more of like um, a highlighting of those ideas mm. and bringing them back up. But for me, I think it was a teaching sort of um, read. Do you think this would be a good book for the diversity and social justice classes to read? Do you think it would be beneficial or would it be too challenging a text or, um, you know, not have enough breadth or what do you think of it as a uh, educational textbook? Um, I think that, in some parts of it, some of the essays would definitely be good for the uh, social justice um, class. But I think, especially because the nature of this book is more of um, like personal expression, Mm -hmm. some parts are more, you know, geared towards just the readers themselves. Um, And like I said, just to highlight certain aspects of things, not, you know, teach them in a sense. So Um, definitely some essays would work. Yeah. So maybe not the entire book, but excerpts from it. Yes. Um, have any of your views um, changed after reading this book? Besides, like, um, knowing more about the topic. Yeah. So I don't think – my views haven't changed. But I think after reading this, I'm, I'm much more aware and knowledgeable about things that go on in today's society. Mm. Um, and especially things that, like, the mainstream media doesn't cover. Yeah. So, for example um, – like one of the things is about the uh, milita- militarization of um, like the sports yeah. and um, things. So for example, you know, if you're watching a sports game, you know, yeah, there's national anthem and then they have, you know, the video of the troops watching the game from wherever they're stationed. Mm-hmm. You don't really think about that until Howard kind of talks about it and how this is just kind of um, layering on and just, pushing the military on sports and you know sort of recruitment and they have all these ads that say like oh we want you to be a warrior and just you know in these sports kind of expose or not exposing but like pushing the military on these fans I guess yeah I think I'm much more aware of that while I'm watching games now that I realize all this stuff that's going on that's definitely something that I hadn't even taken into consideration like um I remember initially when Kaepernick was kneeling, there was this outrage in terms of like, why aren't you supporting the troops? 
Yeah. Like there's this correlation between supporting sports and supporting the troops, which doesn't entirely make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Does he uh, explore that at all in terms of um, why why there's this correlation and why we um, somehow connect these two things that are seemingly unrelated? Yeah, I think that he kind of, he talks about how um, sometimes the military uses sports as a vessel, Mm. in a sense, to, you know, they have this big audience and this fan base watching and, you know, they can just implement these little things like um, law enforcement night or, you know, they have, you know, supporter troops night where, you know, all the ticket sales, you know, go to the troops and like, you know, they may seem, you know, some of the things like ticket sales, supporting troops, that seems you know, fine and well, but at the same time, you realize that they're really pushing this message of, you know, join us. Um, and they're just pushing, you know, politics and the military through sports. Yeah. So. Not something I had considered, but now that, you know, you're mentioning it, I, I'm seeing more and more of it. Um, yeah. Were there any, so you mentioned that as like, I don't know if that was like a specific essay or passage were there any passages or quotes that really stood out to you as significant? Yeah, so there's one in the beginning of, of the book that was talking about um, Colin Kaepernick and the, um, you know, politics and sports. And so here's, here's a, a little, like, a little snippet that I, that I liked. Go so, for it. Um, so it says... J.J. Watt, the great Houston Texans defensive end, could raise $40 million for Hurricane Harvey relief. Major League Baseball would play a benefit game in Puerto Rico to raise money for recovery from Hurricane Maria or wore patches after the Parkland massacre. And Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin could survey the wreckage and poverty in Haiti, but only only as humanitarians. Mm. Should any player point the finger at parties or individuals policy individual policies that contribute to economic and natural disasters or gun violence their leagues its media business partners and the world would punish them for being political players could provide the bandage but were forbidden from preventing the wound Mm. so i think that last part with the bandage and the wound really stuck with me how you know they're allowed to make everybody feel better in a sense but they're really not allowed to speak up so that sort of stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. It's an interesting kind of like period in time in our lives in that. And I imagine this book references Kaepernick a lot, not because he's the only one doing it, but because he's kind of been the face of this movement. Um, yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that there are many other people involved, but we have, but often we put, faces to movements just to kind of have somebody to rally behind. Definitely. um, It it has evolved into a much larger conversation than just, you know, kneeling during the national anthem, Um, Mm -hmm. which I imagine is what this book kind of is expanding upon this idea that race and racial relations and racial and disparities uh, in economic and economics and treatment goes beyond you know sports yeah it's a national sure. national and ultimately international issue that uh, we kind of have to deal with and it's just kind of wrapping itself around sports 
um, yeah, to get people's attention. Exactly. Um, so Nick, if you were going to recommend this book to someone, who might you recommend it to and why? Um, I think I would recommend it to anybody who's, you know, willing and wanting to learn more about, you know, things happening in this country that aren't pretty, mm-hmm. um, but are, you know, important issues that need attention. Um, you know, somebody that who's open-minded, you know, because of course somebody has, you know, hard set opinions going into some sort of thing. This is a very, you know, politically charged piece of writing. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to be open-minded in, in reading it and accepting the ideas. So I think, you know, anybody who's willing to do that sort of thing and wants to learn more about the subject matter, this would be a really good book for them. Did you find that it was hard to read at points? Hard to read as in like... Like difficult to hear? Yeah, some of it. Um, I mean, nothing that I couldn't... I mean, it really depends on the person, but I think... Um, Brian does a good point of in specific places, you know, using, you know, he's a black writer. He, he uses the N word, mm-hmm. you know, hard R just to drive home the point of, you know, how serious this topic is yeah, and how bad it really is. Um, and I think that just has a really big impact on the reader because it's kind of just shocking to see that. I mean, you know, that, you know, that word kind of, ha- you know, has, it's bad. Um, and it has, you know, a not too pretty history with it. Right. So I think readers, when they see it, they're kind of shocked and it kind of just like makes them really realize what the issues are, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, so on to questions about you, Nick. What is your favorite book? Um, my favorite book? That's kind of hard. I'd probably have to say um, Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. And what did you think of the movie? I, yeah, I saw, I saw the movie when it came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and I liked it. I mean, there are some parts definitely that I don't remember in the book. And that's a very extensive book with a really in-depth universe. It so is. obviously they can incorporate, you know, everything into the movie. But I think that the movie, you know, it didn't exactly correlate to the book. Okay. Um, but I liked it, I think, at the time. Entertaining. Yes. Um, how would you describe your relationship with reading in three words? In three words? Yeah. Um, I was kind of joking around when I thought about this. <laughs> I said avid. Now, wait, what, what did I say? Um, avid, now less. Now less. Just because, you know, connecting those things. When I was little, um, I really, like, loved to read. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd read. I was reading Demon. Yeah. Um, I just read book after book after book. And I think once I grew older, I started to like value um, hanging out with my friends or, you know, doing other things in my free time. So I kind of grew um, away from reading, Yeah, which I'm not particularly happy with. Um, and I think, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get back into it more and just read more in my free time. But I've just found it harder to find books that really like capture my interest and hold it um Hmm. over like hanging out with my friends per se well we should talk more about that when we're not on the podcast because I'm sure I can find some books for you to read yeah all right well thank you so much Nick and you have a wonderful weekend yes thank you you too all right bye